Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Actus Podcast, a bi-weekly program dedicated to bringing you closer to the difference makers in CDI and sharing the latest news relevant to the CDI profession in Actus. I'm Carla Kozak, an editor and product coordinator for Actus. And if you're a longtime listener, that probably sounded a little strange to you. Up until about two weeks ago, I was Carla Accordo. However, I recently got married and changed my name. So if you're used to emailing me, I kindly ask that you send all future emails to my new address, kkozak at actus.org. I'll be your host for today's show, which is part of our Conversations with Carla series. In every episode of this series, I'll be joined by a guest who's behind one of our most popular and exciting Actus educational offerings to share their expertise. Today, I'm thrilled to be chatting with Lori Ganote, Actus's 2023 CDI Professional of the Year. Lori has worked in the clinical medical field since 1990. She earned her nursing license from Ivy Tech Community College in 2006 and continued her education to include a master's degree in nursing education from Western Governors University in 2016. In 2013, she began her career in CDI at a small community facility near her hometown in Indiana. She obtained her CCDS in October of 2015, and with this new credential, she pursued a new role at Baptist Health Kentucky as the system CDI auditor and educator. This role helped transition her into her current position as the system CDI manager for Baptist Health Kentucky. She's an active member of AHIMA, a member of the Actus Leadership Council, and the vice president for her local chapter of Actus. Also, a quick reminder about the fact that the Actus podcast now offers 0.5 Actus CEUs for the first two days after airing, which can be used towards your CCDS or CCDSO recertification requirements. We'll share the instructions at the end of the show, so please stay tuned for that. And now, before we jump into our topic, a brief word about today's sponsor. The 2024 Actus Pocket Guide is the essential resource for regulatory encoding guidance, IPPS reimbursement updates, compliant query best practices and standards, clinical validation, and diagnostic definitions. Co-written by Lori Prescott, Actus's Interim Director and CDI Education Director, and Dr. James Manns of Mayo Clinic, a practicing physician steeped in the latest physician documentation terminology, the 2024 Actus Pocket Guide offers the latest information CDI professionals need to know, including fiscal year 2024 guidelines, American Hospital Association 2023 Coding Clinic Guidance, New Provider Tips, Updated Severity of Illness Values for Comorbid Conditions Offering Impact, and More Than 75 Conditions. Plus, the Comorbid Conditions Offering Impact Table has been updated to include more specific codes and to highlight those conditions that directly impact certain CMS quality programs, including hospital-acquired conditions, patient safety indicators, 30-day mortality, and hospital readmissions reduction program slash 30-day readmissions. Pre-order your 2024 version today and be sure to receive the number one CDI resource as soon as it is released this November. Thank you again for joining me today, Lori. I'm so excited to have you here with me on the podcast. And just to give everybody an idea of who you are, where you come from, I want to start at the beginning. How did you become involved in healthcare and how did you eventually land in CDI? Thank you for inviting me to attend this podcast and the opportunity to share a little bit of my story. Um, So in the very beginning, this was many, many years ago as a teenager, um, I got an after school and on the weekend job working in the dietary department for an acute rehab facility down in Florida. Um, So while I was there, I realized that 
it kind of sparked an intellectual interest in healthcare overall, and thus began my journey on healthcare education. So like many nurses, I first started out as an aide and then slowly moved my way through a variety of nursing programs and degrees. While doing so, I was able to work with this diverse group of professionals who were just simply brilliant and very kind enough to share their brilliance with this working nurse, wife, and mom of five. So I was a little busy. <laughs> um, fine. You were just a little bit busy. Just a little bit. Um, finally, in 2015, I completed my MSN in nursing education. Um, my curious nature and thirst for knowledge really led me into applying for a CDI position at a really small rural hospital that was close to my home in the fall of 2013. So when I saw the ad for, it was actually on, an, on Indeed for a clinical documentation improvement specialist, I got a little curious. So I was doing my typical Google search and I thought to myself, this sounds really intriguing, but could this be boring? You know, I thought for a moment and I was like, can I really walk away from the hustle and bustle of patient care, on-call hours, working weekends, holidays, and night shift? It sounds kind of funny <laughs> saying it now. And then I thought, would this be a more you know, intellectually challenging job or would it really be boring because I wouldn't be busy all of the time? Well, I'm really not certain that boring is the correct word <laughs> to use um, <laughs> because CDI is definitely anything but boring. However, um, at that time, the director of HIM took a big risk and offered me this entry level position. For that, I was very grateful and that started my journey into CDI. I don't think you had to worry that you weren't going to be busy either. I'm sure you're plenty busy these days. Plenty busy. Yes, <laughs> there is nothing boring about healthcare and definitely nothing boring about CDI. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Thank you for sharing. You've been with Baptist Health for quite some time. Um, so you've gotten to see the program um, change over the course of the years. How has it changed during your time there? Wow. Well, there has been a lot of changes in our program overall. Um, two of the biggest changes that I can think of is the implementation of EMRs and coding and CDI software at all of our facilities. That may seem a little less than impactful. However, I can sit here in my desk in southeastern Indiana and review charts all over the parts of Kentucky and the one facility in Indiana. That kind of rolls into how our team was initially 100% on site. When we implemented the new EMR and coding CDI software, we slowly transitioned into a more hybrid program. Um, and then with the uh, pandemic onset, we became 100% remote. Um, some of the exceptions are, you know, leadership team members travel for on-site presentations that are available on request. Um, however, you know, those are really few and far between. Most of the providers actually prefer Zoom calls at this point. <laughs> They're, you know, they, I think we just got used to, 
to working more remotely. And then the physicians got used to seeing less and less people um, on site during the restrictions with the pandemic. Another component is, is that while initially our program was always driven for accuracy of the principal diagnosis and then the secondary diagnosis along with MCC-CC capture, we have slowly followed into the trend with most CDI programs nationwide and have a high level focus on quality reviews and then um, all things value-based purchasing measure impact. So like most, we have made that transition or we're slowly making that transition into a more quality driven program. It's great to see the program is keeping pace with the profession in terms of growing and maturing as we learn more about how it all works together. Um, it's really, really exciting to see programs grow in that way. And um, as I mentioned at the top of the program, I'm especially excited to have you on today because you did just receive our Actis 2023 CDI Professional of the Year Award. And according to the person that nominated you, you've been instrumental in the expansion of the CDI team at Baptist. Can you talk a little bit about what that experience has been like, how the program has grown and how you've been able to contribute to that growth? Yes, I sure can. So um, we were able to implement a CDI career ladder with the team for the, the CDI team. Um, so very similar to how our facilities had uh, career pathways or career ladders for our professional bedside nurses, we were able to develop and implement a CDI career ladder for our program. That was um, a very instrumental project because then it allowed us to go into the next phase of education for providers. So kind of coming back into where we were previously on site, we were having those in the hallway, face-to-face -face conversations with providers. Then we had to figure out we're 100% remote. So how do we do the physician education from in a remote setting due to the pandemic precautions of being you know, in the hospital and on site? So with the career ladder, we were able to add positions such as CDI lead positions, and then quality specific review positions for mortalities and PSIs. So working off of that, I worked very closely with the lead CDIs, and then we implemented some um, kind of out of the box uh, education for providers. So, of course, we did our old standby of using tip sheets and, you know, secure chats and in-basket messages, things along those lines. But what yeah. we did to, to add to that or rather to enhance that is create education that would be eligible for CMEs. However, the platform that we put it in was our own internal education portal. And that portal is actually the very same portal that all employees at Baptist Health use for all of their annual education. So we worked very closely with the education department and we were able to take, you know, a 45 to 50 minute presentation on heart failure, mortality, risk adjustment education 
and then animate it, mm-hmm. create it, make it interactive, and make it live in a space where the physicians could access it at any time. Um, we actually did that for six different um, conditions that were specific to value-based purchasing for mortalities and risk adjustments. So, so those are some of the things that you know that we that we kind of created and expanded. I mean, we really had to come and think outside of the box because we weren't picking up the phone or bringing donuts to the providers anymore. <laughs> um, so we had to, we had to be a little bit more creative. Um, but you know, one opportunity kind of built in an ad to the ability to expand my team and then work with that team members who were really interested in expanding themselves as professionals. That's awesome. It sounds like you really had an opportunity there to do a lot. And I love that you and the team sort of grabbed it by the reins and were excited and said, let's do this. Let's grow. Let's expand and really did what you could with what opportunities you saw. So I'm a little bit sappy. I'm a little mushy. Um, I like to talk about, I like to talk about feelings and take, take a second to really, um, get excited about things. So one of my one of my favorite parts of this job is I get to be the person that reaches out to the award recipients every year and give the good news. So obviously I was thrilled to be able to share that with you. Can you tell me about that moment when you found out that we would be presenting you with this award that you had been nominated and selected as the CDI professional of the year? How did that feel? What went through your mind? Like, what what was that like for you? When I initially received your email, there were so many emotions. I cannot possibly, you know, identify one in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was overwhelming, um, the amount of emotions that were coming at me in so many different directions. Um, and you know, after it all sank in and the, and you really start to, to kind of identify things, the overwhelming was easily replaced with gratitude. Um, So to kind of coin a phrase, uh, one of my managers and dear friend of mine um, says that I am the best air traffic controller that she has (laughs) ever met. Um, And, and I just say that I am surrounded by a brilliant team. Um, They are, they're brave. They are willing to stretch their boundaries. They are willing to fight down their butterflies in their belly and, and kind of expand themselves. Um, I learn from this team every single day. Uh, And I am just blessed to be able to, to air traffic control, so to speak, you know, to be able to say, who wants to do this? Or I think you are the person that is best for this role because you will take these, you know, these issues or these particular cases or this service line and you will make it personal. You will own it and you will adapt it and you will work, you know, in this area and you will you will do everything that you can for the the best outcomes for you know the patients the providers and the facilities as a whole all the while of you know continuing to to be a professional 
work within the compliance uh, regulations, et cetera. So really, when it all boils down to it, I'm just blessed to be surrounded by these groups of people that I get to move into different places. And then, you know, working with them or, or pairing people together saying, you know, this is your strong suit. Can you please help, if, you know, you know, emphasize this for somebody else? You know, how can we teach one another? How can we mentor one another, et cetera? Um, and, this group um, that I work with uh, every single day has just really grabbed a hold of that and literally fought back the butterflies. Um, you know, we have a we have a standing joke amongst this group, and it is, you know, my motto um, is to dive two. One is to educate myself out of a job. Uh, all <laughs> of my providers know that. Um, and then the second one is to build a team so strong that no one knows who the leader is unless I have to send an email. Um, and I actually mentioned that in my acceptance speech. Um, but this team is so willing to be that group. Um, and honestly, I would not have I would not be having this conversation with you today if it wasn't for them. I can feel your passion for your team through through the through the line. It's giving me mm -hmm. goosebumps. Mm -hmm. I can just tell how much you love them and how much you appreciate them. And I think that's really the sign of an effective good leader is someone who appreciates that it does take a team. It takes a village. Um, and to, to hear you speak is just really invigorating. Thank you. Absolutely. So I did have the, the good fortune of being able to review the nominations with the events committee. And in your nomination, um, speaking of leadership, I did see that you've held numerous leadership positions for Actus Local Chapters. You're a member of the Actus Leadership Council. And I, I'm, after speaking with you, I'm not surprised at all. I can see that being active in the profession and in the professional association is important to you. Um, but I'm just wondering if you can talk a little bit about that. Why is it so important to you to be involved beyond just your organization? I honestly believe that we are stronger together. The community of Actus as a whole is so diverse in, you know, where our demographics are, our geography, our service lines, our practices, you know, even the reporting structure of what departments we report up through. And the most valuable thing to me is, is that this you know, profession or this group of professionals labeled as actus is so sharing. They're so willing to share information, um, really to work together collectively for the greater good. And I honestly believe that a lot of the impactful changes that I have been able to implement for the program for myself as a leader has come through networking and communication with this group as a whole. So being able to be a part of that and maybe share, you know, information back to somebody or, you know, collaborate or, you know, give them ideas or tips or suggestions or things that we do, hopefully that can be valuable back to somebody else as well. Um, I honestly believe that because the group as a whole is so strong that 
it's because we do work together and we speak to one another and we collaborate and we learn lessons from one another. Uh, and that ideally is how you grow as a professional and then in turn help grow your team, the program and the program as a whole. I love that idea of connecting and giving back that you just discussed because mm -hmm. we can learn, there's so much to learn from each other. And I do just want to end with this. Um, I'm sure it can't have been easy to put yourself out there and get involved, but for CDI specialists that are maybe new to the role or new to ACTIS and being part of the association, what advice do you have for those who might be looking to get more involved? Um, I would just say, just do it. <laughs> um, I, I mean, honestly, um, there are local chapters all over the country. Find one, attend a meeting, start there. Um, you may be a person who wants to, you know, just listen to the meetings and sit back and, you know, kind of absorb it. But I think that over time, you may be the person who says, hey, I will happily sign people in and fill out their name tags for an annual on-site event. Um, and then eventually become the person who agrees to set up tables or, you know, make arrangements for speakers um, and actually speak. It's actually a lot easier to speak now than it used to be because most of it's done via Zoom or recording. <laughs> so right. uh, I encourage people. But what I would also say is, is that there is a member in those chapters who is willing to help you to grow, to help you grow as a professional. And they will take whatever assistance that you can give. Um, we value the people who fill out name tags and we value the people who agree to speak. They will also be your biggest cheerleaders if you stand on a stage and speak to a group as a whole um, because that's who the community of Actus is. And every single one of us who have either stood on a stage we one at one time sat in the audience and we cheered those people on. So I think that that is one of our biggest strengths. And, you know, whether you're ready to jump into the deep end or just walk into the baby pool, just do it. <laughs> Thanks, Lori. Um, <laughs> one of the things that always blows me away about the but with CDI as the profession is just the, the sense of community that there is among all CDI specialists. And it's really just something that you don't get across all professions and it's it's something great to to see and whether people choose to get involved at the local level which can be a great way to get your feet wet like you said there's so many different ways to be involved just a little bit that could eventually turn into bigger ways to be involved or if they want to get involved at the national level we are currently accepting applications for several of our boards and committees um, I encourage everyone to go to actus.org and see where we're looking for help and where what might be a good fit for them. Um, I'm so grateful for your time today, Lori. Now it's time for the Actus Update, a regular segment featuring the latest news on what's going on inside the association. There's a few different things that I want to cover today. First and foremost, we are currently accepting applications to speak at the 2024 Actus Conference. We're really excited about next year's theme. We're looking to discover what's on the horizon for CDI um, and to discover new horizons for CDI. But we really can't do that unless you are willing to share your experiences with all of us. So we do invite you to apply to speak next year. You can find the application in the show notes. 
Basically, we ask for a brief description of your session, some learning objectives, contact info, and bio info from all of the speakers. And we also request, if possible, that you include a draft of your slide presentation. This really helps the events committee get an idea of the topics you're going to cover so that they can have a more full picture of what your presentation would look like when they're making decisions. The sessions are expected to be an hour in length, about 45 minutes of presentation, followed by 15 minutes of Q&A. The applications will remain open until Monday, July 24th, so that's just a little over a month left to apply. And again, this is for the 2024 ACTUS Conference, which will be taking place April 8th to the 11th in Indianapolis, Indiana. If you have an idea, but you want to talk about it some more, feel free to reach out to us at info at We're happy to discuss with you if you need some tips or pointers. We're here to help and we want to hear from you. So please submit your applications. Lastly, I do want to just remind everyone of an upcoming Actus office closure due to the holiday. The Actus office will be closed on July 3rd and 4th. If you need us, you can always email us at info at But please note that we will not be able to get back to you until at least July 5th. As always, you can find the link for more information in today's show notes. As a reminder before we close out, each Actus podcast episode now offers 0.5 Actus CEUs, which can be used towards recertifying your CCDS or CCDSO credential for those who listen to the show in the first two days from the time of publication. To receive your 0.5 CEUs, go to the show page on actus.org by clicking on the Actus podcast link under the resources tab, and then click on today's episode from the list on that page. Then follow the instructions in the show notes for today's episode. Your certificate will automatically be emailed to you upon submitting the brief evaluation. The cutoff for today's episode CEU is Friday, June 23rd at 11 p.m. Eastern. After that point, the CEU period will close and you will not be eligible for the 0.5 CEUs for this week's episode. If you listen to all the episodes and claim all CEUs for the podcast episodes this year, you'll have earned 13 free CEUs for the year. With that, we have reached the end of today's Actus podcast episode. We'll be back in two weeks on Wednesday, July 5th with a new episode in our Actus Happy Hour series, where we give you a look behind the curtain at what's going on in the association. If you would like to receive reminders about each episode, make sure you subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, CDI Strategies, which always includes a link to the new episode when it's available. You can listen to the show anytime on the Actus website or via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. All the links we discussed during today's episode will be available in the show notes. And as always, we'd appreciate it if you'd take a minute to leave us a five-star review on your podcast app to help others find our show. Our intro and outro music is Media Noche by D.E.N. Key, and our ad music is Take Me Higher by Jazar, both obtained from the free music archive. If you have any suggestions for future guests or topics, please email us at info at actus.org. Until next time, take care, everyone.